2: to the fantasy sports radio network
3: let it rain remember the class where i taught you all how to make it rain
1: make it rain
3: dollar dollar bills y'all all All right people here we go on a wednesday let's make it rain for you fantasy sports radio network uh dane martinez joe and guys thank you very much stopping by hanging out with us here as uh As you get your coffee going, get your day going, and as we try to put it all together, Game 3, NBA Finals tonight. Finally, the wait is over. Uh, We only have another, I don't know, two weeks of this uh, back and forth, but uh, it is happening tonight. Oracle, Oakland, 9 o'clock. Get ready. Uh, We will finally see if the Golden State Warriors, does it really matter that half the team is uh, is actually injured? Will they be able to step up? Uh, will Toronto be able to uh, go ahead and get one back here on the road? A lot of questions to be answered tonight. We'll try to dive through it, let you know what the numbers say, what Vegas thinks, and of course, uh, what we think. And it's so funny, you know, Dane, um, somebody had sent me this <laughs> yesterday, and I couldn't believe it, but you know, what is old again, I guess, is new again. And I'm not even sure. Maybe Venmo, Bryan, I'm not sure if he was even around for these. But I can't. I, I, wait. Does he even know what MTV is? Let, let, let's Ooh. start with that. If if he knows what in the right, ball, then he's got a shot at knowing this. But I guess Venmo MTV. B, are
4: you aware of what MTV is? I'm aware. All
3: right, that's so asking. good. All
4: right. All right, So we're so halfway so now.
3: Home. We're halfway there. That's that's good though. But again, you know, his version of MTV and what we grew up with are two totally yeah. different things. But I guess running out of complete ideas, uh, which is what they are doing, and MTV being as irrelevant as it has been, they are bringing back Punked. And they are bringing back Singled Out, which oh, are.
4: Singled two- Out was the bomb. Singled, <laughs> Singled Out was Singled amazing. Out with- that was Jenny and- McCarthy, right? Right,
3: right. And then, yeah! uh, of course, with yeah. Butcher with, uh, with Punked. Uh, and of course, yeah. we've had a million spinoffs of Punked ever since. But Punk'd has got to be 10 years old. And Singled Out is even older than that. But I oh, mean, yeah. Singled Bryant, Out,
4: did Singled you out see any of those like shows? early mid 90s. Do you I know any so of those Punk'd, shows? Not Singled Out. I don't know what Singled Out All right.
3: Punked he knew. All right. So Punked he knew. So, all right. Yeah. So Singled Out was more, you know, you and me, Dane. Yeah. Uh, in, in those areas. But they're actually bringing those shows back, like rebooting those shows. And I guess because now it's time to. Now it's time to sit there and and try and tackle the new generation of Ben O'Brien. I just I'm cracking up because punk has been done a million times over. I mean it was it was uh, Candid Camera before it was it punk.
4: Like, started with like
3: Candid Camera
4: like right. in the 60s, right? Come on.
3: <laughs> and now they're bringing that back but
4: singled out. How cool was that show, man? Were you a big you were a big fan of that? Was well, a big fan. That's what started my love for Jenny McCarthy. I will say That's this though. So I will say this though. You know how we talk about applying the 2019 society and culture and um, uh, uh, sensitivities, shall we say, right. to the past? Now <clears throat> singled out uh, when very clearly along kind of gender roles, I would say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know that these days it would be received as the same. Well, you know, like it was like, didn't he? Didn't? Wouldn't the guy be like, oh, I want to. Um, I want a blonde and then all the brunettes yes. and the redheads would have to like <laughs> walk out and like walk past them and he'd be like, "Ooh, but you fine, honey. Wouldn't <laughs> mind to hang out." Anyway, you know that sort of thing. I don't think nope. it would work. And what about, you know, what about our transgender friends? What about our LBTQ friends that it don't fit? Like this was just straight up you no. know like uh meatheads and Barbie dolls.
3: I am so glad you brought that up because apparently um, this format is going to be significantly different than what the original format was going to be. It is going to be uh, a lot more. It's going to be a hip hop uh, contemporary theme. First of all, it's also going to be more social media slash Tinder kind of situation there. Uh, swipe left swipe right and they're gonna be a little more inclusive tolerance this time uh, to alternative lifestyles apparently they said and it's not going on TV it's gonna strictly be Uh, a streaming situation for them uh, which is which it's just cracks me up but you're right that was you're talking about 95 to 98 somewhere in that ballpark there yeah It was way before Tinder. It was way before swipe right, swipe left. You could actually hear the thoughts of people as the uh, not swiping left, swiping right, but actually as these people were walking in front of them. Man, some of the best comments in the world, though, man. I mean, that was some quality television
4: back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're in an age of reboots, you know, we're completely in an age of reboots. Let me tell you something. I'm seeing also because, you know, the finals are back tonight on uh, ABC and they are promoting uh, the pressure. luck. no whammy, no whammy, no whammy and stop. That game show, it's like, it's so crazy the things that Venmo Bryan will be uh, introduced to or reintroduced to, as it were. Um, You know, like basically, people have to stop thinking. It's just dusting off old things, whether it's using the same beats for songs, whether it's All in the Family and the Jeffersons in front of a live Uh. studio audience, or whether it's some of the movies that they're redoing, like uh, Lion King is getting redone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, where's the creativity gone in this generation?
3: It's funny. I believe Carmen Electra was the one that replaced Jenny McCarthy too, Absolutely. afterwards. Because right, remember that Carmen came in afterwards, and then uh, then you that had the whole then. Dennis Rodman thing. But uh, she left. Jenny got her own TV show after singled out. she Maybe got you her, her own. Start off of this because right? she
4: like became, I, one of the first, in my opinion, like she was like uh, you know the hot blonde bombshell, whatever. Right. But that was also a little potty mouth. You know. That was yes. also like the guys could also yes. like whatever. And she, that in the show like slap the guys butts and like yep. yeah right you know that and i think she built her brand up
3: yeah she did she got her own show jenny and uh, it was all downhill from there and she met jim carrey and it was all awful uh, all right get ready we'll start talking game three tonight next Right, guys, here we go. Game three tonight, NBA Finals, uh, the latest coming up here. Welcome in, and Ari, Jane Martinez, as we uh, make it rain, as we reminisce. Uh, what is old again? What is old is new again, and that is for sure, as uh, MTV is bringing back two of the classics they're punked and uh, and singled out. And we're laughing because Venmo Brian, punked he knew, but singled out way in the mid-90s there, way before the Bachelor, Bachelorette. And uh, way before Tinder, you you had to swipe right actually in front of people, uh, which uh, which made it extremely awkward and uh, some great television there. And Jenny McCarthy, one of our all time favorites. Uh, That's what launched her. But uh, it it seems like it just seems like everyone seems to be running out of ideas or uh, or just kind of rebooting everything. Like you said, no whammies. Uh, That to me cracks me. That was one of my favorite game shows of all time. And you're right. I saw the actual coming attraction there on ABC. They're bringing that back. And I don't mind those. I like. I don't mind the old school game shows because I, I I thought those were some of the most creative in the world. Uh, but when you guys are watching the game tonight, I make sure I'm sure they're going to be running that trailer, man. And that whole little whammy thing, which I think eventually became the like C- little Caesar's pizza guy, didn't he? I mean, because it looked like the same damn Close. dude.
4: Well, maybe it's the same uh <laughs> the same graphic designer they hired, yeah, for the for
3: that game. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, man, everyone nobody's got an original idea. Everyone just seems to copy uh what somebody else did, but that's the world that we live in. I'm not sure anybody's going to be able to duplicate what we have seen here with the Golden State Warriors anytime soon, although they are trying. Certainly uh, they're gonna be trying in the offseason to do so. But tonight Listen, we got no Kevin Durant. We heard about that last day, right? About 3.30 yesterday afternoon, the news broke that Kevin Durant would not make game three. That he is, in fact, practicing, though. He's been on the court, and Steve Kerr is giving the thumbs up, telling everyone, hey, it looks good. um, But he's not going to be there for tonight's game. We also know, and we've also actually, we had a chance yesterday to see that Clay Thompson, yeah, that's a hammy problem, guys. And the thing with hamstrings, and even Clay Thompson knows this, because even he said it, you know, there is this very fine line between roughing it, you know, the, the you know, going through the pain and then cutting and completely blowing your hamstring out and not being able to play for another six months. There is that real. Fine line there. Uh, 24, 48 hours is not going to be enough time for him to heal. So ultimately, what do we got? We've got a game here tonight that will not have Kevin Durant, will not have Klay Thompson, will have Boogie Cousins, will not have Looney, who's out altogether. So a little thinner. Still has Steph Curry. Still has Andre Iguodala, Still has Draymond Green. Still has a supporting cast, which most of you have probably never heard of. But what you need to know is that every time they have been called on, especially over the playoffs, guess what? They deliver. So the markets yesterday, well, they reacted uh, because while we were on the air yesterday morning, we we watched minus six, minus six and a half for Golden State. That news broke about three thirty. And right now uh, I've seen as low as four and a half now uh, across the board, which, again, is kind of what. We told you it was going to happen, which is why we said if you love Toronto, guys, if you're back in Toronto, yesterday morning was the time to jump on it when you can get six, six and a half. Because once that news came down, uh, it was going to go one of two ways. Uh, Kevin Durant's playing. You were probably going to get bumped up. But if Kevin Durant's not playing, Clay Thompson not playing, you're getting exactly what we're seeing here. Five, four and a half, five now in a lot of these books. So. Uh, But the interesting part to me about the numbers from a Vegas perspective is, have you noticed the totals haven't budged? The total is still around 213, 213 and a half in some places. So although the number, the spread has come down, the total kind of remains the same. And from what I'm seeing, it looks still like there's kind of a, you know, Joe's versus pros thing going on here. The Joe's continue to hammer the over. While the pros continue to hammer the under, which I think is why we we aren't seeing a whole lot of movement going on here just yet. Uh, but I do think that might change as well. But I mean, right now it's it's kind of 213, four and a half five. You've got a shorthanded, without a doubt, Golden State Warriors. I hope you took the Raptors yesterday if that was the direction that you wanted to go. If you are in Golden State. Listen, you think you're winning regardless, right? So if you're back in Golden State, you figure I'm home. I don't care who it is. We're winning. Well, your number just got a hell of a lot easier to lay four and a half or five as opposed to six, six and a half or even possibly seven. So that's why they got to play the game, Dane. That's the best part about this is that this game will be played tonight. But certainly the markets across the board reacted no clay thompson and even and what we say they were going to say game time decision right it's exactly mm-hmm. what it is but i can tell you watching him yesterday and just the reactions he's not going to be even close to 100% if he plays at all and he they've got to be very careful with him because that hamstring is you know it's one thing to shoot like it's not going to affect him shooting but now no, all of a sudden he's not a defender anymore because you yep. can't defend without having a healthy hamstring which opens up, obviously, some lanes and some other things for the Toronto Raptors. So, not a lot of surprise yesterday, Dane. All in all, I think it played out the the scenarios exactly like we thought they would. But it comes down to, I really think, what is Clay Thompson's availability and how much of a factor is that hamstring going to be him, uh, for him tonight? And I don't know. Can you... Will you look at this game and go, you know what? If the Raptors, if you're going to win one on the road, guys, they better probably win this one tonight, no?
4: Yes, I think that's the way it's playing out. I think this is, you know, this is a golden opportunity for the Toronto Raptors, okay? Like, there's there's no other way around it, okay? No Kevin Durant, although I think that might be for the last time. I think we will see the return of Kevin Durant in game four. Like I told you at the end of last week, Joe, you mentioned that they said he is getting some work in. He is practicing. Clay Thompson, I think you're right. I think this is a hamstring. I think he's go- – I actually think he's going to try to go, all hmm. right? Uh, but I think he will be compromised. I think he would be far below 100%. You know, we saw it yesterday. You said you saw the way he was moving. I also heard him on the microphone, Joe, and he was like, listen, you know, we'll see what the doctors say, but I can't believe that I wouldn't be out there. You know, he's talking like a guy who wants to go and all that. Here's the – you know – Game three tonight is different than every other game in the finals for one reason, and I think it's an important one, Joe, because there's only a one-day rest until game four. Okay, we got game three tonight. Game four is Friday. In every other break between games of the NBA finals, there's at least two days in between. This is the only time when there's only one game in between. So I believe that the prudent decision for the long (laughs) view— would be actually you're right to have no KD and no Klay Thompson today because let's say Klay goes, right, and not hurts it again, but aggravates it, tweaks it. He's more sore. Then he might not be able to go for Game 4 because Hmm. of the quicker turnaround. I think they need to rest them up and then have them for Games 4 and beyond. And so what that means is tonight is a golden opportunity for the Toronto Raptors. I think the Golden State Warriors are going to – try to sneak one by at far less than 100% when they are compromised. I think, remember how we were talking about it at the beginning of the series for KD? We were like, hey, they're only going to bring him back when they need him, right? I think they're going to try and steal game three without some of their horses and then, you know, have these guys back when they need them on Friday. But, you know, you're right. If Toronto is going to get back in this series, they need to win tonight because they will be facing the compromised Warriors team. It is
3: a record for the Golden State Warriors, guys. In fact, they are receiving a record low amount of tickets it's being bet on them right now. The first time in almost forever since they started this whole journey back in 2014, 2015. Uh, they are only getting about 38% of the tickets that are being written right now coming in on golden state and and most of that is averaging out to about a five point favorite um we'll keep an eye on that but that is the first time in more than uh almost two years the warriors are in jeopardy of closing with fewer than 40 percent of the bets on them what does it all mean what does the trends tell us what does the tna say We'll dive into that. We'll do it coming up next year as we look to make it rain for you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
4: Relief pitcher of the New York Yankees, Tommy Canely, joins us. Between you and Zach Britton, uh, Adam Adovino. What's it like sitting next to those guys after the fifth and sixth inning, just kind of wondering who's going to get the call?
0: It's fun, man. Yeah, we hang out. We goof around sometimes. But around like the fourth, fifth inning, we're all kind of doing our routines, everything we got to do to get ready. We do feed off each other. It's fun to be around these guys. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the FATSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
3: Man, what a night for some uh, hashtag corn tickets. Woo! Wow. Major League Baseball, so much fun to bet. We'll dive into some of those games here coming up. Want to welcome you in. Here is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. Let's make it rain here tonight. Game five. Game five. What the hell am I on? I'm on, uh, sorry. That's, uh, that would be in the NHL. Uh, game it three would. tonight here. Yep. That's all yep. right. Zigzag there, too. We'll talk about that. But the uh, game three here tonight, and we were telling you, Lion has moved down. I certainly hope the Toronto backers, you guys heeded the advice yesterday, ran, got the six, six and a half, why it was available. And still, even I, I a lot of people feeling total disrespect here for the Toronto Raptors. Even still, as we look at a minus five, minus four and a half, the idea that we're still even that high with as many people being out. No Kevin Durant, we know for sure. Klay Thompson, like Dane said, is probably good. They said game time decision, which was to be expected. He's going to make it a go, but, uh, you know, again, even if he does, how effective is a guy going to be who can't pivot off of a hamstring, not for shooting purposes, but for defensive purposes, which is really – Been the key to the first two games here is the teams that really lock down on defense. Uh, So I don't know how effective he's going to be. Vegas, obviously, dropping from six and a half to five, four and a half. We are looking at a two-point swing here. And right now, Golden State is receiving some of the lowest percentages of bets that they have received in over two years right now. 38% currently of the betting tickets in Game 3 against Toronto are coming in on them. And that is low and they might be closing with fewer than 40% of these tickets has not happened in a long, long time. And if you look at Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors, when they have received fewer than 40% of the tickets, in fact, it's happened just nine times in his tenure. Only four of those came when Steph Curry was playing. So a lot of those tickets and a lot of that Oh, I don't know if I can. A lot of that, and and let's face it, when you have under 40%, it generally means that you've gotten a lot of public support going the other way. Public support, keep in mind, games one and two, I mean, game one, they got 66% of the tickets. Game two, they got 71% of the tickets. So the public loved Golden State in games one and two. The public, even though they're home, yeah, not so uh, not so much here uh, with all of these injuries starting to pile up, but those four games that Steph Curry didn't play where they received 40% of those tickets, guys, 4-0 straight up against the spread, and oh yeah, they've beaten their opponents by over 20 points per game in that stretch. So what does that mean? Well, those four wins also came during the playoffs. They... Absolutely had Steph Curry involved in the equation. And you have to look at this. And I know it's hard. And the reason why we're not seeing a complete flip here, Dane, is because the sharps, there's still a lot of sharp money out there on. uh, Even though you've gotten less than 40 percent of the tickets right now, the percentage of money is still there, meaning the bigger bets are still coming in on Golden State. So why is that? Well, for the reasons that I just told you. How many times does Golden State, with the same nucleus of guys here, how many times do they have to prove people wrong and go, every time you doubt them, they end up coming up smelling like roses? And, oh, yeah, pretty profitable not to doubt them. And I think that's why we haven't seen this come way down. I mean, almost a flip. I mean, it opened up, what, five and a half? But you're you're seeing – you're seeing fives and four and a half now, guys. And even some Toronto for Raptor fans I talked to last, uh, yesterday, guys out in Vegas are going, I don't know how this is and a two and a half, three. Honestly, just simply the home court advantage kind of thing. A lot of people are trying to figure out, like, what is going on? When you have that little support from a ticket per- uh, percentage standpoint, well, that means there's obviously some big time. There's some big sharps here that are still laying with Golden State because they know Guys, injuries, no injuries. The one constant with Golden State over the years has been Steve Kerr as a coach. And, oh, yeah, Steph Curry is still on the floor. And as long as you have those two things, Sharps are not going to overreact. The public will. Sharps won't. And as long as you've got those two things, Dane, Golden State, especially at home, and they haven't been home in like a month, by the way. They won the last two games in Portland on the road. The first two games here on the road. That place, if you thought Drake and and Toronto and Jurassic Park was on, it's going to be absolutely out of control tonight. And like you've always said, Dane, home court matters in the NBA playoffs.
4: You're absolutely right, Joe. Home court does matter. You know what else we were just talking about like 25 minutes ago? We were talking about the reboot of a game show that you love. And I think Mm -hmm. that is apropos for the Warriors right now. The Warriors are pressing their luck joe that's what it comes down to okay like you know everyone was like oh they don't need kevin durant okay fine oh they don't need uh Looney. okay fine oh they don't need clay and eh, we'll see It's okay that Igadala's could dollar's out 100 Uh we'll see you know what i mean like
1: mm-hmm. i just
4: think that they are like i i think ultimately they'll be okay i'm still confident in my warriors series bet you know what i mean but sure. you gotta admit that they are that they're pressing their luck right now, and they're like no whammy, no whammy, hoping that game three is not the whammy. I think that's what it comes down to, Joe. I think the the analogy is really fitting with all these injuries. You know, we we're wondering if the vision of this unbeatable Golden State Warriors team that is a dynasty on par with Jordan's Bulls and the Celtics and the Lakers, well, they are pushing their luck. We said before the series, you know, I made a joke with you. Uh, Joe, that like your analysis to try to find the how Toronto wins began with things like anything can happen or like <laughs> Steph Curry can roll an ankle. Well, yeah. guess what? These things are happening, Joe. Mm. Clay Thompson's pulled a hamstring. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's not going to be back until at least game four. You know, uh, we lose Looney, even though, you know, I mean, that's maybe not as big of a thing, but it's a thing. Like, you know, when you say anything can happen, some of the anythings are happening, Joe, and mm. that's like that's the way I see this series. You know, a normal Warriors team that keeps on going. I didn't think there was any way the Raptors would get this done. Okay? I thought the the Warriors would need to have some chinks in their armor because their bar of consistent excellence was so high. But that's exactly what's happening, and that's what I think is throwing it into doubt. I am very interested to see how this plays out in game 3 if a compromised Warriors squad who is pressing their luck can get through game three at home with the support of their fans. Well, you're right, because home home court does matter. And who knows, Jarebko might go six of seven from three-point land, or Quinn Cook might drop 20 tonight. And that's absolutely possible, right? But they're pressing their luck, Joe.
3: They are. But there's a couple of things you have to take into consideration. Because you have to ask yourself with the Golden State Warriors, number one, how is it they have been this resilient, no matter what has happened over the years, how have they been this resilient? Well, two things. They play the right way.
4: Ball movement, open shots, they play the right way.
3: And that's the situation here is that, number one, I think, I definitely think from a, I guess, notoriety standpoint and from a credit standpoint, I think Steve Kerr is probably one of the most underrated NBA coaches of all time. Not just... Uh, I think because they've been so successful and because of the era of basketball where we just we kind of shrug off and be like, wow, well, you got the best team. Of course, he's going to win. Um, I think what we have seen here time and time again, and we have such short memories, is that that is not how it, it works. It is not just because you have the best players that you win. There is a lot that goes in this, and it starts with the head coach. And we talked about it. You know, on Monday we talked about how in the hell does Golden State, not just once, but it's a theme under Steve Kerr, where the third quarter comes out and they steamroll you. Well, what happens in the NBA, guys, is when they go back into that locker room, adjustments are made. That's the biggest adjustment period in an NBA game. Is what happens from the second quarter, halftime, you come out to the third, what adjustments are being made? Now you can't see the forest from the trees. You do need, obviously, you need players, you need talent, you need guys that are smarter above the shoulders, but you also need a leader. You need a guy that can actually point out and say, guys, this is what they're doing. This is what we need to do. This is how we counteract it. Now go out and execute. And from that standpoint, I think Steve Kerr, 24-3 and three straight up, 18-9 and nine against the spread in the playoffs uh, when they have this thing called a 30-plus assist a game. And it is Steve Carr's brand of basketball. It is his coaching. It is his adjustments. Yep. He doesn't get nearly as enough credit for it. And, yes, he's got some of the best players in the world. We get that. But none of that means anything if you don't have a guy pushing the right button at the head of that. And that's what you've got with Steve Carr. So I think having Steve Carr and having that one consistent, two consistents again, guys, let us not forget, Every time Steph Curry, we mention Steph Curry, you know, the the numbers with Steph Curry on the floor, well, also with Steph Curry has been Draymond Green. So that Draymond Green, Steph Curry, those two superstars on the court, and we, you know, we know Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson are going to be missed, but those two constants, uh, having uh, Steph Curry and Draymond Green on the court and Steve Kerr on that sideline at home and being able to jump in from the bench and know This ain't isolation basketball, guys. We are not the Houston Rockets. We have seen it time and time again. This playoffs, not to mention over the last five years, guys off the bench fit right into the system because they understand their role, which is why they're still a four and a half five point favorite guys, because they're at home and you still have Draymond, Steph. You still have Steve Carr and you got role players. and And we haven't even gotten into Boogie Cousins and what an X factor he is yet. But when you're trying to figure out why the hell are they still a five-point favorite? Well, that's why they're still a five-point favorite. Because their brand of basketball, Dane, it allows them and affords them
4: the benefit of the doubt. Because
3: we know and we've seen it before from them.
4: This is true. But Kawhi Leonard is that dude who might be able to get one by himself. And when the Golden State Warriors grew up a defensive scheme against him, it involved three players. None of them. Gonna be 100% tonight. Good
1: point. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure
4: feel that way.
1: That's why there's Nasacort. It's different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed.
2: I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got under 400. It
3: all right guys so the game is tonight we know that how about two risk-free wages of up to a thousand dollars would you like that well all you got to do is head over to pointsbet.com forward slash grid open yourself up a points bet sports wagering account enter the promo code grid and get yourself two risk-free bets of up to one thousand dollars today and in addition to traditional betting points bet has its own betting concept which is really cool so customers You guys get rewarded by how much you win your bet by. So, for example, if you, let's say, took the Rams laying three, but they end up covering the spread by seven, how about you get seven times your stake? Awesome. It's pointsbet.com forward slash grid, promo code GRID, and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today and give yourself the opportunity to cash in tonight. NBA Game 3, Warriors Toronto. And I got to tell you, too, we've been talking and uh, and good morning. Welcome in here to Fantasy Sports Radio Network as we make it rain each and every morning uh, for you, Joe Ranieri, alongside Dane Martinez. Uh, we will dive into some of the other things that are happening, uh, of course, over the next couple of days. We still have a NHL zigzag Stanley Cup final going on tomorrow, Belmont this weekend, Major yeah. League Baseball in full effect, uh, and don't World forget Cup. Women's World Cup. So we'll touch uh, base on that as we move along here through the morning. But uh it's so it's so fun the NBA from a standpoint and, and why the NFL and the NBA and they've done a great job, but why they are twelve month a year sports, meaning that from a media standpoint, from a talk show standpoint, for guys like Dane and I, uh, we always have something to talk about when it comes to the NFL and L T A
4: schedule release, draft combines, it don't matter. But
3: more importantly, yes, they've got all those things. Every other sport's got some sort of combination of that, too. But what we have in the NBA and what we have in the NFL is we continue to get drama, storylines, personalities, uh, people that we know. The great thing about the NBA is that it is filled with a bunch of stars, right? The NFL and the NBA are filled with stars, guys that we are attracted to, guys that we feel we know, even though we don't. But, hell, we go out and buy their jersey. We wear it. We pretend we're LeBron. We we act as if, you know, you know I've been friends with Dwayne Wade for 20 years. I know him better than anybody. When you have that kind of, of league, when you have those kinds of stars, and that's why it's so important to have a stars-driven league, When you have quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you get these storylines and you get these things. It almost doesn't matter what the hell happens on the court because it's more interesting to talk about everything else. And, oh, yeah, you know, they dropped 25 or they threw three touchdowns. But it's everything else that's around those teams, those coaches, these players that makes it makes it so much more fun to talk about, which is why they're top of mind 12 months out of the year baseball listen we could break down 15 games in baseball over here and bore everyone absolutely to death baseball unfortunately the only thing we do have is the game itself and the minute you start talking more than five or ten minutes yeah but even even listen I could talk Yankees and Red Sox you know for 10 minutes and talk about the game but I'm going to bore people to death why because there isn't that same kind of um that yeah. intrigue when it comes from the fans where it's like I really want to know what David Price is doing right now like I care whether or not David Price was seen out the All dinner right. or who he was baseball doesn't have it the NHL they don't have it although you know regionally of course everyone's going to support their St. Louis right now in Boston they're going to be the right. talk of the town but the NBA and the NFL they're 12 month a year sports not because they're playing 12 months a year in fact i could argue that the least important thing in the NBA and the NFL are actually a lot of times the games themselves. Who cares? It's everything leading up to the game and everything that happens after the game that makes headlines. And that's kind of what you've got here. And I know the ratings aren't great in this NBA playoffs and this finals, but that is to be expected here, guys. You got no LeBron James, who's the biggest star, right? You got no LeBron. So you lose a little luster there. You've got a different country basically being represented where the viewership in Canada ain't going to be counted here in the U S and I can assure you it's a number one's rating grabber in Canada, not I'm going sure, to yes. be that here. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be, it's not going to be that here. So it's a little different, but by far, I think way more intrigue, way more drama and excitement leading up to these games, even though it's Canada and Toronto versus golden state all oh, fatigue, been there, done that. Eh. Listen, this kind of storyline, these kinds of this guy's hurt, that guy's hurt, this guy's coming off the bench. I think it makes it very unique here, these NBA playoffs, because instead of just focusing all week on the games and X's and O's, man, I can't remember a uh, a finals that had this much drama from a team, by the way, who was already in, in game one in preseason and was said they're going to get the trophy. Right. And I, there's still a lot of up in the air going, I don't know if they're going to get the trophy. And it's because of everything else that has happened leading up to the game. And I think it's fascinating this year with this series and these two teams. And yes, I, the ratings aren't great, but I think those are other factors. This is the most interesting, if not inquisitive, NBA Finals that we have had in a long, long time because of the X factors. And, Dane, we just don't know, do we?
4: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I'll even add to that, Joe. When you talk about things like the intrigue um, Mm. of this series, I think another facet of it is – and you talk about the 12-month-a-year league that the NBA has become. You know, Joe, three of the top four impending free agents are in this (laughs) final series as well. Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, you know, like everybody other than Kyrie, like the four K's are the biggest free agents to be in about three or four weeks, you know, and three of them are playing in these finals. So not I think that also adds to the intrigue, like the injury drama. Okay, but like the thing is like, ooh. Can the Raptors do enough to keep Kawhi? And what happens if they win? What happens if they lose a tough seven-game series? What does that mean for Kawhi's impending free agency? I could say the same exact narrative for Kevin Durant, right? So it's not only the injuries. It's not only the idea of the Warriors solidifying themselves as one of the best dynasties of all time, going three in a row and four out of five. I think it's also like there is the idea of what will these championship teams look like in a mere month from now, okay? Because will KD be there? Will Kawhi move out west? Will Boogie Cousins rehab his image and game enough to deserve a huge payday in about a month? I think that also adds to the intrigue, and we have, you know, something new here. We've seen the Warriors up against LeBron. Now we're seeing them up against somebody new, and other people are getting to kind of build their narratives and their stardom We're being introduced to Kawhi as a truly elite superstar. So I think you're right. And maybe we have some intrigue in the actual games, albeit because Golden State maybe is compromised. Um, But, yeah, there's a lot of facets to be intriguing, but I think not the least of which is the fact that free agency for some of these superstars is on the horizon.
3: Yeah, and and it just it never ends. And kudos to the uh, the NBA. And uh, even if you don't watch basketball, right, during the year – Hearing that the big bad wolf here, the champion, the Golden State Warriors, that they are wounded. And it's just also amazing that there's not more hate, I think, for the Golden State Warriors like there has been for not only LeBron James, but for like the Patriots. Uh, You know, these teams that Yankees, Yankees, Alabama, right? I mean, there's so much you're going, I just I can't wait for him to lose. It's amazing to me how it has played out where people are really starting to now they're starting to feel sorry because Golden State went from pure favorite, hand them the trophy, to, oh, these poor guys, they can't catch a break. Like, everyone's hurt. You know, no it's, whammy, poor- no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> it's unbelievable how the narrative has shifted here, and yet you still have, you know, Toronto going, guys, we, we were the underdog here, remember? Like, uh, hello, we're, we're – and they still can't get any respect because even with everybody – on the sideline in a in a cast or, or something in a whole MASH unit there, you still have them getting five points on the road when they are, for the most part, healthy. All their starters, everybody. There, there's nobody in question there for Toronto. And yet they went from two-point favorites at home to now five-point uh, underdogs with half a team available to Golden State. It's truly fascinating. Uh, To me, to watch how this has been unfolding. And tonight, I think, is only going to add to the intrigue. What does Boogie Cousins bring to the table after coming up with 28 minutes? You know that's a whole different ball of wax now, too, with him. How do the bench players go? You and I were just talking going, do you guys realize for as unbelievable a situation for Golden State this is, the pressure for Toronto, right, on the road, They just let a game two slip away that they should have won. This is their chance. And they They know. know They know tonight, guys. They know. So outside of Kawhi Leonard, this is like pucker up time here, people. Like, you know, is it Siakam? Is it Danny Green? Is it Kyle? Like, you, this is it, guys. You lose tonight's game. The Calvary is coming here in game four. Like, you know, it's. They're going to tonight. Like, what are you going to do when Clay and KD are back on Friday? I, I it, so to me the pressure is even ratcheted up entire. Yeah, Toronto, it's all on you guys. I to me in a lot of aspects Golden State got no pressure here tonight. Zero pressure being at they home. I don't want to
4: go down 2 1 with injury concerns though. They don't want to go down 2-1 with injury concerns, Joe. That would yeah, be but, a little bit. Be yeah, actually but no, the problem
3: is if they go down 2-1 with injury concerns, it doesn't really matter. You're still at home. It's okay because right. you know you've got right. Kevin Durant coming back. So you know that's coming next game. So even if you – there's no – you don't have to win game three at home. I say
4: Toronto, though, enough to know yeah. that they don't want this cushion to evaporate. Nobody let's say they
3: want to they lose, lose game tonight. three, but, but Toronto's got more to lose. Toronto's got they, way more to lose than Golden
4: State does. Yes, you're right. But like if they lose tonight, the Warriors, right? And then let's say you, you talk about it. The Cavalry comes back, right? And, they, and right. they look like themselves and win by 18 in game four on Friday night. Right. They are still, though, Joe, in a best of three series with two of those games on the road regardless and like that's not a situation you want to be in maybe they'll be more comfortable than well, other what's the teams.
3: alternative though I mean of course they don't exactly. want to lose
4: there is pressure to win tonight they have to win tonight it's not like oh they're safe but it's even not if not for
3: a team tonight. that's been there five years in a row they know if we lose tonight so what we still have to go out and win four games they are not the ones that are going to be going If I go down 2-1 and I've got now a fourth game here in Oakland and I couldn't beat them while they were shorthanded, to me, all that pressure is on Toronto. So Golden State's been there, done this. What do they – we don't win, we don't win, so what? Hey, at least we got a baked-in excuse, right? Hey, Calvary's coming, we'll be better. Toronto, you don't have that. You don't have that, oh, well, we lose game three, no big – oh, hell no. Like, you lose tonight, there's a good chance – this could be over in five. I don't even know what the series pricing is right now. But what would the series be pricing being in five or six then if they actually lose tonight Toronto?
4: Yeah, I mean it's a good point. And the series price is still where it's been. Minus two ninety for Golden State. You know, it I hasn't think moved at all? It hasn't moved
3: what at what all, right? At.
4: That's what I'm Damn. staring at at FanDuel at least. Yeah, minus two ninety for the dubs, plus two thirty <laughs> for Toronto. <laughs> Here's the way I'd say it, Joe. And 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 you're right. I, like we could talk about like who feels the pressure and how much it is and how comfortable a team like this is with it. You know how we always say that game five is such a pivotal swing game? I almost believe, Joe, that tonight is kind of like a game five. I mean, the series is tied 1-1, it's game three, but like Mm. this is such a pivotal swing. I think we both agree, Joe, that if Golden State can sneak this one by when they are compromised in less than 50%, I think you and I both agree, then the avalanche starts and, you know, the Raptors don't really have much of a chance. No. However, yeah. if Toronto does pull this out tonight and they are up to one, like, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a nail-biter for Warriors fans regardless, even if the Cavalry comes back, even if they blow out in Game 4, because then you got to go to Game 5 in Toronto in a series tied 2-2. Tonight is a huge swing
3: Yep, it's a swing game, but Toronto, you don't win, it's over. Will it be more difficult for Golden State? Yeah, if they don't win, but it ain't over. It's over for Toronto if they don't win tonight. by every stretch of the imagination. Full-time fantasy. Most people right now are just really worried about
1: Gurley, right? So if everyone has that sentiment, he's going to fall, and you have to decide. Now, if there's big money on the line, I'm not touching him. Oh, for sure. But in a baseball draft, if he's falling here, maybe I'll take a shot in case I'm wrong. Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's at, maybe he averages 15 touches per game, and that's
0: that works for him. But I just don't see how this is going to get better. The only way it will is rest. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Go to GainFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
2: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 carmats WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
1: we
3: Rumors still uh, surrounding Yankees and Dallas Keuchel. Will they? Won't they? Will they sign them? Won't they sign them? Where is Craig Kimbrell going? Uh, the Maybe the most exciting part of uh, the MLB right now is the fact that we've got two guys who probably should have been signed before the season still out there and all wondering exactly where they are going to land. Plenty of questions uh, there as we are less than a month away. It's hard to believe uh, to the all-star break here in MLB. The season is flying by. We'll uh, we'll talk a little baseball here uh, coming up after the top of the hour. A big night for dogs last night. Not Mm. such a great night for sports betters. A lot of a lot of guys hashtag torn tickets last night. Like, oh, my word. What a uh, what an evening uh, it was last night to watch it all unfold was a little crazy there. And thank goodness, finally, I wasn't uh, looking at a ticket that I wanted to burn uh, along with the entire house down. So that was good. Uh, we also don't forget uh, French Open is uh, is happening right now. You've got the yeah. Royal Canadian Open this week. Uh, we've got uh, more baseball, uh, the Belmont, plenty of, uh, plenty of ways for us to dive in here and make it rain, make it a bit of a uh, profitable week, so to speak. Uh, as we get ready, another major two just around the corner for golf. Hard to believe uh, that, yeah, sure. I, and I and I can't say enough great things about what the PGA Tour has done by rearranging the schedule and keeping it top of mind this time of year. Yeah, I think it's one of the best moves they've made in a sport. By the way, worse than baseball, where you needed an act of God to happen in order for things to change. You know, they were they were for the longest time the PGA Tour like Major League Baseball. They were the this is how we've always done it. Right. What's what's wow. Good for
4: them. Yeah, because so I you realize actually... competing against football for uh, sports yeah. fans' enthusiasm is a problem. So they moved. The yeah. Smart. Why well, drag it out? Give us the uh,
3: give us our majors, and then uh, we'll figure out what to do from there. All right, one hour in the books. Hour number two coming up here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.